This is the Financial Tech Podcast, show number 12, recorded on March 27th, 2012. I am your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Gallup campus here in Omaha, Nebraska, and posted each time we do the podcast out at theaverageguy.tv. You can contact the show, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. Track me down on Twitter at jcollison. And actually, I have a new feature. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, so we have a new feature now. Um, and I have a new Twitter account that just tracks the shows that we do on the Average Guy Network. You just follow the Average Guy TV on Twitter. Head out to theaverageguy.tv, and all the information is out there. We also keep all all the uh, links that you'd ever need to download this podcast automatically. Maybe you've been listening for a while, and uh, you just come back to the site to get it. Um, there are links available for both iTunes and any RSS feed out at theaverageguy.tv. If you have trouble, send me an email, and we'll get you straightened right up. All right, Andrew, it has been a while since you and I have been together, although I see you every day. It's true. Uh, we have not done a podcast for a while. We have been slacking, yeah, Jimmy it's C. It's been a busy. <laughs> it has been a busy spring. It's true. It and, has. And uh, and I think just to end of the year stuff and um, life. I've been out on the road doing some recruiting for Gallup, and so that has taken a bunch of my time. What's been keeping you busy? Oh man, everything. Well, you know, at the beginning of the year for us is uh, you know tail end of the year things kind of get quiet. Beginning of the year, you know, with new marketing initiatives and. And new things we want to try and implement for the year. You would just get bogged down with crazy amounts of stuff. And of course, I've been traveling too. Uh, I've had some spring conferences for a little continuing education that I've been able to attend. So, yeah, I think I, we've we've got a little bit of the same stuff going on yeah. on either side. Yeah, of course. Uh, here in Nebraska, the winter has been phenomenal, unbelievable. And so it's made it nice to just even get outside. And so uh, I'll encourage folks no matter where they're listening. Enjoy what is around them, and if you need to take a couple months off from whatever you do, it's okay, uh, but let's get back to it. All right, so lots of things have been going on here around the Gallup campus. One of them is you've kind of started a series uh, of, of learning seminars. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing here. Right, well, um, consumer education and uh, kind of continuing education are, are really big passions of mine and, uh, and at Gallup Credit Union as a whole. We're Really, that's part of our fundamental foundation of everything we try and do. And so, uh, as we've talked about on this show in the past, um, we've been doing Financial Peace University here at Gallup uh, for Gallup Associates and non-associates for, uh, oh, about two years now, uh, believe it or not. And what I noticed was there's a one particular lesson where we focus on investing topics. And I noticed that was a really hot lesson every time. We'd always go over maybe 20 or 30 minutes over time. Uh, people had lots of questions. It was just a very compelling topic. And um, so it took me a little while. I'm a little dense sometimes. Uh, it took me a little while to realize, oh, hey, that's probably a, an opportunity for some continuing ed for some of our associates and some of my clients and, and people out in the world that want to learn a little bit more in a, in a friendly environment. So beginning of the year, one of the one of the first things I had on my list that I wanted to do is I wanted to put together a, a once a month uh, learning series all around investing. And so uh, we're doing it. We're doing uh, the last Friday of every month. We're doing. Uh, we're, we're taking one topic. Uh, we're breaking it down. I'm buying everybody some bagels and some coffee. Nice. And yeah, it's pretty killer. <laughs> and uh, we're just tackling it. So in January we talked about risk. We had about uh, 10 people show up. Um, in February we talked about equity investing. We had about 50 people show up. And uh, on this Friday, March 30th, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, fixed income investing. 
And uh, we already have 70 RSVPs, so we're, wow. we're, we're using the big room here at uh, nice. the campus. And How many did you have the first session? First session, we only had about 10 folks. Okay. So in three sessions, we've we've gotten a pretty good response. Nice. And, you know, and it's really focused out of we're taking one topic at a time. We're spending a whole hour on that topic, and I'm really trying to format it in a, in a way that question and answer is really encouraged, and it's kind of low-pressure Come have a bagel, have some coffee. I'll try and be funny. Uh, I like to think that I'm somewhat hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, very, you're very funny. I'm laughing right now. Exactly. We're big <laughs> smiles. And, uh, and and really trying to make these co- somewhat complicated topics approachable to the average person. And, and so that's been a, a really neat experience for these last couple of months. Why do you think investing is, is one of those hot topics? You know, as as yeah. long as I've been, you know, I was in uh, in banking for a lot of years before I did IT work. And those investment seminars would always bring the most people in, right? Why do you think that's so attractive for most people? What is it that, that brings people in for that? You know, that's a good question, Jim. I think, um, well, I first got to say, typically when people hear about investing seminar given by an investing professional, they're assuming it's going to be like when they go to one of those timeshare places and have to sit through a presentation that they're going to get the hard sell and things like that. And that's something that makes us different is we don't do that. There is no hard sell. It's simply education for ed- education's purposes. And so I think for us, when we do a seminar like this, I think people come because they know they're going to get something out of it and they're going to learn something that they didn't know before. And then on the other side of it, I think, um, you know, the other attraction that people have towards investing topics probably stems from some, everybody has some exposure to it on, on any level, you know, whether it's just a savings account with, you know, maybe a certificate of deposit or something like that, or their 401k where they might have some mutual funds or access to mutual funds, or maybe they're helping a, an aging parent uh, going through some, some of their, uh, you know, yeah. divest your period, right. you know, yeah. selling We're in things. that mode right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think it touches everybody at different places. And it's one of those things that you just don't think about until you have to deal with it. And so when there's somebody willing to, to show you a few things, um, I think that's uh, really attractive for people. What uh, What are the kind of things going on with Guide Rock? I know you've been real busy with with that, and uh, what's happening there? Yeah, well, you know, last time we talked, uh, we were adding the Kindle Fires mm-hmm. uh, to our yeah, to part of our repertoire. That. Yeah, how's that gone so far? <laughs> I, you know, is that has it been a huge success? Have you? Said, wow, I can't live without these things. You know, we've used it with uh, with two clients so far. And at the beginning of the year, we don't we're not doing a lot of reviews, not doing a lot of portfolio reviews with clients. Uh, we don't really get into that season until summer. But we have had two clients where we we busted out the Kindle fires, and some of the feedback I got was generally positive, but also you know that the screen space is a little small. Mm. Uh, you know that screen that screen space little is a iP- premium. Little iPad Envy, maybe. Going maybe on a little. Okay. And that uh, you know I might need to make give a little tutorial before we mm. dive right in. And these are people that are younger, my generation. You know, thirties, you know, mid thirties, um, who who kind of have a general tech savvy about them, but they still wanted me to show them how to flip the pages, how to zoom in, how to zoom out, and I kind of just skipped over that. I, okay. I assumed people knew how to do that. And that was my bad. So I'm trying to really figure out a good process and a good approachable way to do that with our clients uh, a little bit more so that that it is a valuable resource for them. Um, But by and large, uh, the two people that I showed it to both said that they didn't miss paper. They liked the electronic format. I just needed to work out some of those kinks in the delivery. So uh, that's been interesting. And then, of course, the market's been great these last three months. So we've really been seeing... 
uh, a lot of interest. <laughs> People mm-hmm. have had a lot of uh, questions all of a sudden uh, who have never called me yeah. <laughs> about their accounts, yeah. wanting to know what's going on, what, uh, you know, why things are going so well, and should they buy more, things, questions like that. And so that's been keeping us pretty busy. And then, of course, tax season. We get tons of calls about taxes. So. When the uh, the market was down, who was the first to call you, though? I just want you to – who was the first one to call uh, you? I believe that was you. Yeah, Mr. it was <laughs> me. That was me. That was me. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a, a, a – um, you know, buy low, sell high guy. That's right. And so whenever the market takes a dive, I am always, the question I have is, what can we buy? Right. Um, and that's kind of counterintuitive. A lot of people, when they see, they hear the market's in good shape, they start thinking about buying. And it's that's not bad advice, right? But, I mean, certainly um, during good times is uh, going on a spending spree when everything's full price, mm-hmm. maybe not always know, not always the best option. Right. These investment seminars that you're giving, they are Gallup specific. So you need to be Gallup employee to come? No, not necessarily. Um, in fact, uh, so a lot of the guide rock clients that we serve are former employees or non-employees. Um, you know, our general channels of promotion go out to Gallup people, but it's actually open to anybody who wants to attend. I'd be, I mean, I need to kind of know that you're coming because, like I said, I buy bagels and coffee, so yeah. I want to want to be able to have enough so right. that you get a bagel. Uh, but if you know, if some of our listeners are out there and say, hey. Andrew seems like a cool guy. I want to go learn for learning's sake. Yeah. Uh, let me know. Shoot us an email at uh, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. And uh, I'd be happy to get you uh, get you down on our RSVP list and, and purchase some extra bagels. Yeah. I'd love to see you there. With GuideRock, now you've moved to Kindle Fires as a device to show your traditional reports on. Any other new technology in the investment field that you're using that that's kind of benefiting your, your customers? Yeah, you know, I think probably one of the cooler things we got involved with this spring has been with a company called Brightscope. Um, now, I don't know if any of you have tried to go out and evaluate an investment advisor or go out and evaluate your 401k, things like that. But it is really, really hard to get information on those things. It's out there. I promise you. It's public data. 401ks have to file a report with the Bureau of Labor called a 5500 um, or the IRS in different scenarios. And uh, investment advisors have to file a bunch of regulatory disclosures with the SEC or the state they're registered in. So you can go out and find those public documents. Uh Good luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have to know where it's at, right. um, but it's there. Can you just Google that? I mean, if you're, or is it is it really that? Is it harder than that? It's pretty hard. I mean, uh, you have to go out to if you want to find an investment advisor's information, you have to go out to the SEC, get, go to a, a search database they have called the IARD search database, and then type in your search information. If you just Google them, you're likely just going to land on their website. Um, or you, you know, it might be 20 or 30 pages into the Google search before you actually hit any of the regulatory disclosures. Now, why is that important? Why, why would you want to go find these regulatory disclosures unless you're just a total nerd like myself? Well, you want to know if a guy you're about to work with has had uh, any disputes, any negative reflections, uh, you know, fines or, or, uh, you know, arbitration things that's, that are going on for something they might have done wrong. You want to know that. Um, you also might want to know a little bit more information about their background. Or you might want to know uh, how your 401k stacks up against other 401ks. And so over the last four or five years, we've seen a, a few companies try and create databases that are easy to search where consumers can go out and get additional education about advisors, about advisory firms, and about 401ks. And Brightscope is one of the more popular ones out there today. Um, basically, they started in the 401k environment, rating 401ks. So you can go out and type in your employer 
And uh, if they've got a 401k, odds are they're likely being reported on uh, by Brightscope. And so it, it, it's a pretty neat 401k uh, system. Now, some people will say that it's not as robust as it could be. Um, and they're, they're probably right, but this is new. we got to remember, it's like any new technology. It's, it's developing. It's getting better. And I've seen it progress. And so in the last two years, they've entered into this advisor space where they're trying to publish uh, information about advisors and, and advisory firms. And they go out and cull the data from the SEC and from the state of Nebraska, pull in all your public filings, and make it, put it in a nice format that's easy to search. If you just type in Andrew Hunt on the Brightscope website, you're going to find a couple of Andrew Hunts. And one oh, of them is maybe me. I just start looking it up. <laughs> there you go. And you guys can all go out and do it right now, too. What we've done is we decided to embrace this. Um, a lot of advisors uh, feel real negative about it because maybe the information's not 100% up to date. Uh, maybe, uh, it, you know, it's, there's nothing they can't hide anymore. So if you've got some regulatory disputes, things like that, um, you're going to be pulled in. And so we just said, hey, you know what, we're going to embrace this and we're going to use it as a tool to in- for our increased transparency. And, um, and so we've partnered up with them and uh, we've, uh, you know, put all of our information out there to the public so that people can find us. Um, and uh, I would encourage our listeners to go out and check it out. It's brightscope.com. And then, of course, my name is Andrew D. Hunt and David Hunt. And so if you type that in, you'll hit me and you'll learn about uh, my background and you can learn a little bit more about Guide Rock Capital and, and all the work that uh, we're doing over there. And I just think it's a really cool, transparent way uh, to help improve everything that's going on out there. Um, in the marketplace for, so people can learn a little bit more about us. I'm having trouble finding you. Are you really? Yeah, I don't know why, but so I assume this is a free service. Well, that's Dean. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, put, <laughs> I put Andrew D and D R E W. Got to get the uh, Andrew D. Okay. Oh, is that it right That's there? me. Uh, you got to get the MBA CFP. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the, you got your picture up. Very got nice. Got my picture up. Yeah. Nice. Now, do you have to subscribe? to this and do you pay anything to be on the service yes so so if we don't pay then it's just our public records okay. right so they just go out to the sec pulling our public records we choose to pay a monthly subscription to them uh where we get to put our photo up there where we get to uh, write a little bio about ourselves mm-hmm. where we get to list the different associations we're a part of and also you know i'm a bit of a writer so mm-hmm. um i, I write uh, fairly significant amount of articles. And so I also got to put links to some of the articles I've written out there, you know, whether it's with the Omaha World Herald or Midlands Business Journal or, you know, even on our blog space. Uh, and so that was kind of a neat opportunity. So if people are hitting us, they'll at least maybe see some of our written work as well and be able to learn a little bit more about us um, in that aspect. Do I ever have to pay at some point? Can I? Do I have to subscribe to this and pay? No, it is free to the consumer, which is what we like. So a consumer can go out there and search any registered investment advisor, um, and they can find the data. Um, so that's how they, that's how Brightscope stays in business, right? You'll also mm-hmm. notice there's no ads on this website. Yeah. So it's paid for by advisors and by advisory firms. Now, I can't manipulate the hard information. Like if I've had regulatory disputes, I can't hide that. That's going to be out there. Whether I'm paying or not, um, it's it's going to reflect regulatory disputes if I've had any. Uh, you know, I can't affect how many assets are under management. I can't affect... Um, how long I've been in the business, things like that, that it's reporting in very clear and no uncertain terms. Um, and, and that's good, right? We don't want to be able to manipulate that. 
Right. You mentioned you had been writing in other places. Where? What, what have you been writing for? What's, what's your writing been up to lately? Yeah, we've been in the uh, Midlands Business Journal a couple of times, written a couple of financial articles, uh, been quoted in a couple of financial articles. And most recently, we were in the uh, Omaha World Herald on an article. Uh, Warren Buffett recently came out and said that real estate was one of the best investments people could make. And uh, so we were quoted in an article uh, you know, kind of about that topic, about real estate in uh, Nebraska and in the country uh, as a whole. Nice. And yeah. you've been keeping up with the blog? A little bit. Uh, we've slowed down a little bit on the blog, uh, mostly just because we've been so stinking busy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my goal is to come back around to that. There's well over 100 posts out there, so there's lots of good content out there. Might start recycling some of those better yeah. blog posts. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes just come back around and, and uh, polish it up a little bit. Yep. Um, I've been getting a weekly uh, a weekly letter, basically, from you, weekly uh and what do you call that? Yeah, well, it's a market commentary, yeah. um, and we send that to our clients. So it's not. Uh, you know, you have not, to be a Guide Rock client to get it, or can people sign up for that and, and get it? You have to sign up for it. You don't okay. have to be a client, but you have to request it. We don't just blast that out to yeah. the world. Yeah. Uh, but basically, it's just that we try and write a loose and approachable uh, market commentary with some anecdotes. Uh, Every week, and we mm-hmm. publish that on Mondays and send it out. And That's all email. Yep, it's all email. We try and do everything electronically. Yeah. Anymore. We do send out a hard copy newsletter quarterly, but really we focus on electronic delivery. For Any us. kind of technology behind that on tracking it? You're adding links in there. Mm-hmm. What, have you got any feedback on that? We, you know, weekly is a lot to get. Yeah. Right? Have you got any feedback on that? Yeah. Well, we uh, to manage that whole process, we use a, a CRM system called Redtail. Um, and Redtail is a pretty neat uh, system made for investment professionals. And, uh, you know, it basically uh, allows us to create lists and things like that of people because we send that to uh, a couple hundred people every week. And so, you know, to manage that list is a little cumbersome as it grows. And I'm sure it will grow to thousands, hopefully. Um, and so, yeah, we've gotten good feedback on it, though. People like it. Uh, the thing I like about electronic delivery is there's very low cost to us. And people can just delete it if they don't want to read right. it. Or they can uns- unsubscribe. But, um, you know, at least the... Some folks do read it every single week, and we get some comments. We had a, a quote in there from Joni Mitchell a couple of weeks ago, and I had some of our uh, older clients say, "Hey, nice Joni Mitchell quote," mm-hmm. <laughs> in the <laughs> in the in the in the weekly commentary. So, hey, people are reading it, and uh, if you if, again, listeners, if you want the commentary, shoot me an email. I'd be happy to put you on the list. And that's Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. That's so, right. right. Very yeah. good. Um, before we kind of dig in a little bit, what's kind of new at the credit union? Because I think there's some exciting technology going on yeah. there. Just real quick, markets recovered. You mentioned this early off uh, in the podcast here, or early on as we were getting going. Any? Are you seeing any trends out there right now? Are there certain sectors that are recovering faster than others? Any? You know, not to give advice, but sure. So what are your? You know, what are your impressions of what's happening right now? Well, I mean, if you were just to go out and uh, look at the market, you know, I think the S&P 500 is up about 11% on the year already. And really, the explosive growth has been in small cap. So like we all remember last year, Europe, uh, Asia, uh, all the international investments just got beaten down. Right. Uh, small cap just got beaten down. And so, of course, naturally, those are the ones we see with the with the biggest comebacks in the spring. Um, but even just the broad market as a whole, S&P 500, you know, the 500 companies out there that we generally refer to as the market, um, has had a good first quarter, a uh, very quick turnaround. We've got some important numbers coming out. Um, you know, we, we're going to have new job numbers. We're going to have uh, consumer confidence index came out today, uh, things like that, that, uh, you know, will affect the, the rest of the summer and course. Gas prices. Oh, they oh, are brutal man. right now, aren't they? We're in Omaha, Nebraska, where the cost of living is pretty low, and I am feeling it at the pump. 
Uh, gas prices hovering right uh, high threes, almost $4 a gallon in some places in the city. And it's just brutal. And this is the spring, guys. We all know that summer fuel blend is way more expensive than winter fuel blend. And so, uh, you know, I think, again, this is going to be a summer of staycation. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, that's a big drag on what the economy is going to do. And it's going to be a really interesting thing to, to keep our eye on as we come into the summer because fuel prices, gosh, affects everything. Yeah. I uh, have three trips scheduled this summer uh, out to at the East Coast, mm. and uh, I'm kind of questioning it. You know, it's kind of like that's it's four or $500 a trip, and that's in a fuel-efficient hybrid. Right. I mean, I couldn't even imagine going out in some kind of, you know, some kind of SUV right. of sort. And so um, I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes. We know historically when gas prices go up, they begin to put the, the apply the brakes. Uh, gas is such a uh, an important part of what we do from an economy standpoint. Mm-hmm. They begin to put the brakes on the economy. Are you seeing those brakes being applied yet with the prices this high or are consumers kind of stomaching the prices for now? Well, you know, I think the time will tell. Uh, you know, it's it's really just been in the last couple of weeks that these prices have gotten to, to the, this astronomic level. And really what will happen is we'll start to see it trickle down into, you know, inc- again, increased food prices, uh, in- increased everything prices is affected by fuel. I mean, if you're running a fleet of vehicles, uh, gosh, it gets expensive to run that yeah. and pass that on to the end right, consumer. Right. So we'll really, you know, I think we're going to see people start to pull back from spending again, unfortunately. Um and there's probably going to be slow back-to-school spending, things like that. This is definitely going to put a drag on the economy. Okay. All right. Well, folks need to kind of watch and see. I, I think they need to watch gas prices. And as, as the gas prices go, so go the economy. And so right. uh, very important. Well, lots of good things going on at the credit union as well. One of them is is this new product called Money Desktop. And I got invited. I'm on the inside. I got invited to it. I Honestly, I've not made it out there yet. But give me a little idea of what's going on with Money Desktop. And how is it different than Mint.com? Great question. So we've plugged Mint.com on this program three or four times, I think. We've talked a lot about Mint.com. I think most of our listeners probably know what Mint.com is. Uh, I'll just summarize real fast. It's a cloud-based, web-based data aggregator uh, where you can go in, plug in your online logins for all of your different financial institutions. It pulls in the data, aggregates it, and then allows you to manipulate and kind of drill down uh, through that data. Um, it, it works decently well. They make money on ads. Um, well, the credit union, uh, we get a lot of questions about Mint.com, a lot of feedback about Mint.com, and we had the opportunity uh, to partner up with a company called Money Desktop. And Money Desktop works directly with financial institutions. In fact, they work with most large financial institutions today um, to create their, uh, the institution can create basically their own Mint.com. And, um, and then it integrates with most financial institutions. It's pretty neat. So what Money Desktop is going to do for our members is when you log into your online banking system, you're now going to have a new tab. And this is going to be as of April 2nd. You're now It's in beta right now. We've been testing it. We're going to push it out April 2nd. But you're going to have a new tab. It's going to say Money Desktop. You can click on it. It's going to log you into uh, your system. It's going to automatically pull in all of your credit union data. And then you can easily integrate you know, your 401k, other bank accounts you might have, loans, um, and then, of course, if you don't have an online login for some things, uh, you can put it in manually. And so you can get all of your financial information in there. And then what Money Desktop does so well that Mint.com just didn't seem to do to my liking uh, was it's got a really robust budgeting. Oh, tool. thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I've been since money, Microsoft money mm-hmm. tanked a couple of years ago and it's still out there, but it, it's difficult to use now. 
I tried using Mint as a budgeting mm-hmm. piece of software, and it was just a sheer disaster. For yeah, me. it was I not very could. good. And so you're telling me Money Desktop has some improved budgeting features. Yeah, I think it's better. Uh, I've drilled through it. Now, of course, like any technology, there's still hopes and dreams and things that I wish it would do. Sure. Um, and, some, and some hurdles that it doesn't quite do perfectly. Um, but I think it's a better solution uh, than Mint for budgeting. Um, and, of course, it still has the smart technology built in where if you're hitting uh, Starbucks every day, it starts auto-categorizing those What's things. What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> or groceries. Just went like through that. the drive through this morning. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> uh, so it starts, it starts auto-categorizing things for you so you can categorize your spending so that that budget to actual spending is a little bit easier the next month when you when you go in and look at it. And then, you know, what I, the way I – really have been thinking about money desktop is, you know, our goal should be to start running the business of you a little bit better. In fact, you could even call your business you Inc. And so if you've, if you've got, if you're running you Inc., if you're the CEO of you Inc., uh, you should probably have some, uh, some tools to track your, your company's finances. And, uh, this would be a real similar to an accounting software or, or something like that that you would use to run your business, a QuickBooks or, or anything like that. And so basically, you know, you can slice and dice the data. You can look at your net worth a million different ways. You can look at your budget a million different ways. You can look at your spending a million different ways. And it's really neat. It pulls up graphs and, and all kinds of cool stuff. And the best part about it, Jim, it's free. It's free. That's nice. right. <laughs> so free for everyone in our credit union. In our right? credit union, yeah. right. So uh, Gallup Federal Credit Union is paying for this. It's not free to the credit union, but it's free to our members. Um, so you're not going to get spammed with uh, lots of ads. Now, we might shamelessly promote some of our products <laughs> through yeah. Money Desktop, sure. but sure. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's free to our members. Yeah. So. Excellent. And that becomes available April 2nd. April 2nd, so next Monday. Excellent. And that'll roll out to, <coughs> that'll roll out to every... Every, Every credit member? union member, yeah. So all 1,700 of our members will have access to that on their online banking on the second. Very cool. Yeah. That's very exciting. So anything else uh, in the future that you see as we kind of wrap up the podcast here um, out there exciting in the next couple months? You know, I don't, I don't have anything real earth-shattering off the top of my head, but uh, I think Money Desktop is something for uh, credit union members to get excited about. Uh, I think Investing 101 is a really great learning opportunity for our non-Gallup listeners. Um, and, uh, you know, I really encourage everybody to, uh, to participate and get involved. Awesome. Well, Andrew, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast. We will, uh, we'll make it a shot uh, after podcast 12 here to <laughs> keep, uh, keep our commitment to, uh, to a monthly podcast, uh, yes. as like we were doing before. And, uh, again, if you have any comments, questions, things you'd like us to talk about, things you'd like us to cover, you can send me an email podcast at theaverageguy.tv. And I'll remind folks we also have all the links you would need to automatically down the po- download the podcast so you get it each and every month as we put it out. They're out at theaverageguy.tv. If you need help doing that, just shoot me an email, and uh, I'll be able to help you out with that. All right, Andrew, have a great uh, have a great rest of the week, and we'll do it all again on number 13. Yeah, enjoy the weather. All right, thanks. Thank you.